Jacob, on this day in 1963, Jack Nicholas wins his, his first Masters his, of his record of six green jackets with a three-foot par on the final hole to finish one stroke ahead of, of Tony Lima. Jacob, do you have Jack Nicholas over Tiger Woods? Yeah, no. No, not even close. Again, he has more Masters, and I think he even has more wins, but no, Tiger's Tiger's the best. No, to be actually, I think I think Tiger might have more wins. I just think Nicholas has more majors over, over Tiger. I guess I could be wrong on that, but I feel like that's that's what it is. Let's, but. Do, a, let's do a quick Google search here. All time golf wins. Come on, come on, Google. Tiger Woods. I just looked it up. Oh, yep, 80, 82. With Sam Snead, it oh, says tied. he's tied. So he needs one more. Yeah. Well, that's what. I'm, so I think Jack Nicklaus has got the most wins, but for majors, but Tiger Woods got got some on the overall one, which is kind of interesting to think. But yeah, I know I'd agree with you. I think Tiger Woods is. I you can't go I, the age that we grew up with Tiger Woods. I mean, you, you can never you can never say Tiger Woods is not the best. I mean, but. he was just significantly more dominant than any golfer has ever been ever. Oh, that's for sure. Greatest comeback in sports history, too, if you ask me. Yeah, like I mean. I mean, take away that, you know, seven or eight-year stretch where he didn't win anything, you know, because he had some personal problems that he was dealing with. I mean, said, I mean, up until that point, I mean, it was... He's the only situation in any sport where you would take a player or a team versus the field. Like, if you're going to take a team and win a Super Bowl, you'd always take the field instead of one team at the beginning of the year, right? And if, and if you could take the field over any mm-hmm. one golfer, you'd always take the field. But, like, mid-2000s Tiger, I would take Tiger over the field. Like, he's like, oh. like, like he's the only exception to that rule, like, in any sport ever. Oh, every single time. Every single time. <laughs> but welcome, boys and girls, to the Lone Brother Podcast, where today, in spirit, that's why I came, I came up with that. The Masters started today. The Masters Thursday... I, I sat and watched Masters all day long today at work while I was supposed to be teaching. And I did teach, but, you know, there's a lot of sitting around watching the Masters. But we're going to talk about some Masters stuff today. We're going to bring up some just some random kind of NFL, NBA, who you want to start your franchises with, who, who would you want at the time if you want to start a franchise. It's just kind of random questions. We'll probably end up going off of that a little bit, but – to start, we had the first day of the Masters with, um, I, I will probably butcher, I'm just, I'm assuming it's soon, I don't Jacob, I don't know. You I think it's Soonjay. Soonjay? Okay, we'll just say Soonjay. I probably sound stupid trying to pronounce that right now, but Soonjay leads the field right now in the Masters, minus five. We got, honestly... It's pretty. It's probably after first day. It's anyone's game. I mean, it's not like someone is five strokes, four strokes ahead of anybody. And it's it's kind of cool to see because I feel like most of the years, if I'm wrong, I mean, I feel like oh, there's always those majors where you see at, at the end of the first day, where one guy just had a crazy first day. And I don't think you really see that today. I mean, he, he's the outright leader. He's not tied with anybody. But it was it was a fun day. I watched it all day. I. And the sad part, I shouldn't say the sad part is the great thing about this is that I love Tiger Woods, Jacob. I know you love Tiger Woods is that the main story, even all day long, I was watching the Masters. All everyone's talking about was Tiger Woods. Even after his round was over at like 
it ended at probably around like 2.30 or something. And I was watching till 6.30. At 6.30, all they were talking about was Tiger Woods. And he comes back from his injury. He has from, from I shouldn't say his injury, his car crash where he about got his leg amputated. And Jerry, I'm not going to lie. He, I know he didn't really watch watch that much of it, but he was he was struggling out there. I mean, he, you could tell he was hurt, that he was not, wasn't the same. I know we've seen that with Tiger before with his injuries, but like, he wasn't bending down for putts as much. After some swings, it looked like he was hurting. But my man still ended up one under on the day, which is just nuts. But, Jacob, I don't know if you have anything just to say overall about the Masters. Maybe who you think your favorite is, or or maybe not your favorite, but who, you want, who your pick is for the Masters. You can go off in any way, shape, shape or form that you want to right now. Um, yeah, I said I didn't have a chance to watch it because I work all day. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping tomorrow I can catch the, you know, the last hour and a half of it because I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, training. But, uh, no, I mean, I, I kind of, I was kind of checking in and out throughout the day, but mainly I was checking in on, on my boy VJ Singh to see how he was doing. Uh, he's definitely going to miss the cut. He's six over and in like 10th to last place, but that's okay. <laughs> that's Okay. Cause he's still he's still my man. I will always I will always uh, I will always follow him during the Masters. It's kind of like an annual tradition of mine. And I do want to point out that at the that at the Champions Supper, they stuck my boy VJ and Tiger way off in the corner, just doing my boys dirty. I just can't believe they do that to them. Uh, DeChambeau sucked. Not a shocker. He's really hit or miss. Um, I said I don't know. I mean I mean said I mean the the top of the field isn't really any. Looks like we got Soong Jay. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know who this Smith guy is. Cameron um, Smith. Yeah, I honestly I don't know. Should I should should I know that name? I I I think you should. Okay, well I'll commit it to memory. I know I know Danny Willett. <laughs> well, uh, well I guess Jay. I guess he he was the runner up in the Masters and like it was 2020 I believe he was. So okay. I mean, so he's been around. I mean, he, he he's had showings. He's only 28 years old. Okay, so I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll commit that to memory. I know this Neiman guy; he played with Tiger today. Uh, yeah, he had, a, he had a nice chip in on nine. Scheffler's coming at third. Uh, I don't know who this Cockrick is. Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's 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 definitely not a you know a a a uh, or what's the word I'm looking for here. Um, it's kind of not Typical. stacked at the top, right? I mean, we're not seeing Kepka. D. I mean, DJ's up there, but I mean, he's sitting at like sixth place or something. You know, two back. You know, said I mean, we don't have guys like you know Sergio. I mean, Sergio's old, but I mean, just you know, the guys who've kind of been dominating for the last five or six years. Not really any of them sitting like right up at the top, other than DJ sitting at six. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think that's my biggest takeaway is that you know this might be one of those years where you know we have a new guy. Uh, you know, taking over at the top here, maybe. Yeah, no. Um, I think so. I think it'd be interesting to see. I mean, you never know. I mean, one day someone's leading. Um, Soon Jay is in the is in the lead. Tomorrow he could be sitting at eighth. I mean, that's why I lo- I mean, love the master. I love golf. <clears throat> I mean, you never know what's gonna happen day to day there. And the thing about, like I said, Dustin Johnson's up there. He actually had a hell of a day. He only bogeyed one hole. I, I watched him after because he was in the. Oh, no, I don't think he wasn't feature group. But I think they sh- he was one of the last groups. So when they weren't, when the when the feature group was like walking, you know, they showed the other group, which was him. And 
So I watched him a lot, and he only bo- bogeyed one hole today. So he, he had four birdies and one bogey. He didn't have a bad day. Play play just typical golf, you know, not really many mistakes. Hole seventeen, he ended up bogeying. I I did miss that hole. I. I, I don't think that showed up in the group when I was uh, watching, but yeah, no, I mean, you just have these, it's out there open. I'm, I'm hoping for Tiger Woods to have a crazy day tomorrow and our reigning ch- champ, uh, Matsuyama is even, I mean, he's a good golfer. He's been up there in the last couple of years. I, I just see a lot of young guys. Cause I mean, soon Jay is uh, 24 years old. Smith is what I said, 28 okay. years old. This Willett is well, he's 34, but like, I mean, you got, you got, I'm kind of looking forward to who's going to be. And we were talking about this for the show, Jacob, that like Rory had a couple good years and everyone's like, he's going to be the next Tiger. And then Spieth had that really good year. We won a couple majors. He's going to be the next Tiger. And I don't think we're going to see another Tiger, but I kind of want to see another dude who's going to come in here and just kind of dominate golf. Like, I don't think there's one person who's going to come in here and dominate golf for the next. And I, I can't say much. I'm sure if there's golf listeners out there, they'll be like, man, these two are stupid. I don't follow it completely. I only really follow the majors. And every now and then when I see something on Sports Center or something, or every randomly I'll look at whatever championship or, you know, PGA Tour matches happening at the time. But I'm just kind of waiting for that one person. Because, like, we had those years where it was like, Rory's new guy. I, I always hated Rory. I hate that guy. I will never root for Rory. Really? I like speed. I like Rory. I hate Rory. I hate Rory. I will never root for him. What could possibly make you hate Rory McIlroy? He's such a nice guy. I don't know why I hate him. I just do. Honestly, I have no reason, Jacob. I can't tell you right now why I hate him. I can't. Honestly, I hate Notre Dame. And I couldn't tell you why I hate Notre Dame. But I just hate Notre Dame. It's it's pretty easy to hate Notre Dame. So, like, I mean, it's just one of those players. I don't know why. I I just hate him. But, like, you know what I'm saying, Jacob? Like, I don't think we've had... We've had those little streaks. I mean, yeah, Jack Nicholas back in the day who was dominant. I mean, we've had a bunch of dominant players. I just feel like right now in PGA, since Spieth, we haven't had a guy who has just dominated the golf world. Yeah. That I one mean, year that Spieth dominated. Spieth, like I said, I mean, Rory's won four majors. I'm trying to think of guys who have won a good chunk of majors recently, and I, I can't really – I can't really think of any. I mean, like I said, I mean, Kepka's been great, but I mean, he's only won, he's won four majors, I guess. But I mean, he's he's yet to win a Masters. I mean, he's he only has. I'm just looking. He accumulates eight total tour wins. I mean, I like I said, I I'm I'm just trying to think of someone. I mean, that's that's like a younger guy. Who's had some success and like I said, I mean the the two that stick out in my mind in our lifetime were you know were, were McElroy and Spieth and they kind of started out hot and they they kind of they kind of cooled off a little bit after that. Yeah, no, like I said, they they had hot. Streak. I'm just waiting for the next player to even have a hot streak of it of any sort. I mean, the only good, actually, don't I don't think Phil was in this tournament, but like Phil would be the next. I don't see him on I the. Mean, I mean, I don't see him on the leaderboard. But, but, you know, like, Phil was good all those years. I mean, he competed with Tiger all those years. I mean, Tiger has 15 majors, and Phil has six, I believe. And I just, I, I'm just i looking forward to the next person to just come over and, you know, take over. Because, like you said, Rory has four. Rory hasn't won one since 2014. 
Yeah, well, so like, I said, I mean, like, he won all those, like, bang, bang, bang. And then he kind of fell off. And then, and now he's kind of heating back up again. Yeah, he's 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 heating back up. I mean, he's been – didn't have the best day today. But, like I said, anything can change. It's just – I mean, I think the hottest a golfer has been in the last five years is probably Kepka. Like, if you look at, like, his wins, like, he won the U.S. Open in 17. He won the PGA and the, like, and the PGA in 18. So he won the U.S. Open back-to-back years. And then he won the PGA back-to-back years in 18, 19. And then also in 19, he had a second-place finish at the Masters. That was, and that was the year Tiger won it. And, um, and then he had a, and then in 2019, he had a fourth-place finish in the Open. Like, I think there was a span of, like, three years where Kepka's worst finish at a major was, like, fifth place. Yeah, well, I mean, he was always around, right around, and Kepka had a man. He did not have that great of a day today, but I, I honestly, Jacob, I think next week maybe I can see if uh, one of my see if my my buddy Jake Mitchell or maybe Brody Cahill wants to come on the show and talk about golf because I know they follow it a lot more than both of us do. I mean, I followed it. I think I follow it more than you do, but it's still not much more. And bring them on and just and just. Because clearly Masters will be done. We'll be able to talk about that'll probably be a main topic of who won the Masters and how this weekend turned out. I about imagine. And like I said, next week is Easter, so we'll probably only have one show because I'll also be leaving for New York. So I suppose, yeah. So I'll have to, I'll have to ask him to come on here. Maybe we can get someone who maybe can talk more sense about this stuff. And I mean, we 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 both know generally what we're talking about, but I, I feel like we bring one of those two in. They'll have be able to talk the ins and outs more of it i'll i'll hit both of them up and see what they think but I, i'm looking forward to this this masters I, I plan on spending tomorrow school it's free friday so you know i'll just be letting the kids do do what they want i'll be watching the masters and honestly saturday and sunday that's all i plan on doing too just sitting around the house and watching that so i'm excited to see how this turns out that's my plan for the weekend you know one of my favorite things about the masters is always the low amateur and right now one of the amateurs is just shot even today. Hmm. So Naka Nakajima, and okay. then I was say, I don't know who it is. and then there's a greaser shot plus two, and then there's the other ones that are way down at the bottom. They shot like plus seven, plus ten, plus nine, plus nine. So I wonder. I I I I doubt you know, but like, I wonder. I wonder how they determine how many amateurs they let play. Like I know there's a qualification process, but like. Is it capped at six? Because it looks like there's six. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have no idea to tell you the truth. Let's look into that. Yeah, just how Deshambo played. Said, I mean, Deshambo. I know he's won. Did he win the U.S. Open or did he win? I know he's won at least one major. Who's that? Bryson Deshambo. Which I didn't know. He was the he was the amateur at the Masters in 2016, and then he went pro. Yeah, I have. Uh, um... I don't know if he's won. I don't think he. I don't think he has won a major. He's won the. Oh, never mind. He won he, the U.S. Open in 2020. Yeah, well, and then he, I, I'm and then big... he tied for fourth at the PGA in 2020, and then his best finish at the Masters was when he was the low amateur in 16 when he finished for when he finished 21st. And hmm. then his best finish at the the at the British Open was tied for 33rd. So I mean, I said he's so. 
He's so all over the place. Like I said, I mean, he can come out and just shoot the lights out, or you know, he's either terrible. He's kind of like the well, he's kind of he's kind of like the Nick Foles of the of, of the golf world. You either get like Hall of Fame level play or just a dumpster fire. Well, it depends on how his driver's being being hit, basically. You know, that, people, that man right there. people people dislike him, but I actually am a huge fan of DeChambeau because I love his commitment to the gains and hitting the ball long. That's all I'm going to say about DeChambeau. I love him. Yeah, I won't, I won't say anything. Honestly, I will say this is my last thing about it is that um, I'm kind of I'm looking forward to see how uh, old Tom Hoagie turns out. I mean, you know who that is, don't you, or not? Uh, I know the name, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to remember why 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 I should know it. It's from North Dakota. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Well, I mean, I mean, he was born in North Carolina, but he uh, grew grew up in Fargo, North Dakota. I mean, I only know that honestly. I wouldn't even know, him, but like I follow, but like ND scores and stuff like that on Twitter. And anytime Tom Hoagie does anything, everyone just tweets about him. Like. There was a there Literally. was a there was a girl from some little town up by Fargo, who was up like two strokes in the in the in the, in the U.S. in the women's U.S. Open like a couple years ago, and I watched it and she choked it and got second. But I was super so spe- just speaking of good golfers from North Dakota, but you know she almost she was up. I don't know if it was two, but she was up like at least one stroke with like two or three holes left, and I turned it on to watch it. You know, I found like some online stream. And yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah, she she blew it. Actually, Tom Ho- Tom Hoagie is plus one right now, so it's not like he's out of it. No, I'm uh, honestly like I mean, like I said, in the world of golf, I mean, as long as you can make the cut and you stay within eight or nine strokes, I mean, you can put together two good days. Oh, easily, one hundred percent. And it's not this is not his. This is his first Masters playing, but he's playing the PGA, the U.S. Open, um. Yeah, he's played. He's played those two, he's, and he's won a couple uh, tournaments too, hasn't he? At some point. Yeah, he has. I don't know which ones or anything like that, but um, Wikipedia but, will always tell you. Let's see here. He has one PGA Tour win. It doesn't say where, but and then he has two other. I don't know what other is. Uh, one, one on the Canadian Tour, and then the, the Bobcat Open in North Dakota in 2017. <laughs> He, he won his he, he won he won his one win at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am this year on February 6th. Okay, yeah. You know, I remember hearing I remember seeing he beat Jordan Spieth who got second, so that's that's pretty impressive. His best finish in a major was tied for 43rd in the US Open in 2019. So I'm cheering for Tom Hoagie. If it isn't if is if it isn't VJ Singh or Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean, you, you always got to cheer for your man Tiger, but well, I, I think that I think that's good enough on the masters today um like i said hopefully next week i can see if i can bring somebody in to talk more about this and hopefully have a nice weekend of the the masters hopefully my boy tiger can pull out another surprise comeback comeback win never count him out he's tiger but well i think i think moving on from that jacob i think i have a couple Random kind of questions of kind of about, you know, NFL, MLB, NBA kind of sort of questions for you that, you know, I kind of just came up with. And <clears throat> one of those being is in the NFL, I mean, the game's changing. I mean, we thought all these old players that were that we grew up with were retiring, but Tom Brady comes back. But Tom Brady's come to his end. 
Aaron Rodgers is coming to his, you know, he's he's getting older up there. I mean, a lot of the players that we grew up with watching are gone or going to be retiring soon. So my main, my main question, Jacob, is to you is that if you had to start a team right now, and I, young players preferably, but I mean, if you want to take an old guy right now because you think older guy, because you think he's going to, you know, go on for eight more years in the NFL, pick him. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. But if you had to start a franchise right now in the NFL, you you can. I'm just, and we're just gonna go offense right now. You can take a quarterback, a running back, and wide receiver. Who are you taking to start your franchise with? Like, if you could take anybody, start it right now. Who are you taking to bring your fran to start your franchise? Oh boy. Um. I I think at quarterback. I think I'm going to go with Josh Allen at quarterback. Just young, really good. I think he can actually work. Because here's my problem with taking, you know, someone like Mahomes. I don't know how good Mahomes is without the best, you know, weapons in the in, in, in the league. Wide receiver. I suck between Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, but I'm just going to go with Chase because I like him better. And... At running back, I'm convinced Derrick Henry has five good years left, even though he's 28. So I'm going to take Derrick Henry, either him or Christian McCaffrey, assuming he can stay healthy. <clears throat> but I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Okay, okay. I I think we're gonna. <clears throat> I definitely have a completely different route with this. I, I love the Josh Allen. I didn't really think of him, but I'm still not. I'm still not taking him. Okay. If, I, if I'm wrong, this my quarterback, Justin Herbert. And there's been a lot of hype for him lately. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I mean, in his draft class, prior to Tua and him having the whatever ridiculous year with Alabama, he was projected to go number one in that draft until Tua and all those, and, you know, Joe Burrow and them, you know, came to be a thing. Like, he was projected to be the number one pick, and then Joe Burrow had the crazy year, and Tua, you know, it was Tua, and. He, prior to that year, it was him. I'm going Justin Herbert. My running back, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor because he's a little younger than um, Derrick Henry. He had the injury this year, which you know would maybe slightly worry me or else I would probably take him. Jonathan Taylor's a beast. Wide receiver? Ah. I, I don't know. I'm going to go completely different with you just because I love this man. I can't believe you didn't say him. It would be DK Metcalf. And... I don't know, Justin Jefferson. I'm not taking Jamar Chase right now. He's only had one year. I would maybe say Justin Jefferson. I'm going to take DK Metcalf. He had a couple of ridiculous seasons with Russell Wilson, which we know is gone. Drew Locke will be throwing him the ball now. They'll just be uh, the new the new duo over there. I am I am increasingly believing that they're going to take Malik Willis for some reason. I don't know why. I just I, I just have a feeling they're going to. I don't want them I don't to. Know. I'd rather just throw. I I I I kind of just want to throw Locke out there, but I've also seen um Mel Kuyper's last mock draft also had uh, the Seahawks picking Matt Coral in the second round, so I thought that was interesting. Well, didn't you say too that you like if they took a quarterback late, maybe late for you is third round or something or fourth round? But... Honestly, if they took Coral in the second round, I'd be I'd be okay with it. And if he doesn't work out, we just trade him and pick a new one next year. You know. Kind of like that's fair, which is exactly what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen, if you think about it. 
Yeah, true. I'm fine with doing that. Um, so, when we're talking about these picks here, Jacob, that, I mean, that's who I'd be wrong with. Like, is there any reason? Because I didn't pick one of them either. Like, is there any reason to wait maybe why you're not picking, like, Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins right there? Like, is it because they're a lot older and, you know, they probably maybe have four year goods, four years left in them that of them being top athletes? Because clearly, if, you're, if I were saying pick the best one right now to win a championship, you're probably taking DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams. But we, yeah, if I could have other- any. Like, if I could have any wide receiver in the league, like, this year, I'd probably take Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, huh? Yeah, I'm just not convinced that Hopkins is the best. I, I I think Hopkins was probably the best wide receiver in the league for, like, five or six years there. But I'm just not really convinced he is anymore. I mean, it'd either be him or... I'm trying to think of who else that I would that I would put there. Well, because what? I mean, we, talk, we like talked Tyree about Tyree Kill thing. maybe, but I, I wouldn't put Tyree Kill with Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess I get that. I mean, I honestly couldn't tell. I mean, I don't feel like right now there's a lot of good wide receivers out there. I don't think there's like one dude who's that much better than everybody else. Like those years like Randy Moss was playing, like it was Randy Moss. Like, yeah. Our, like I said, I mean, I mean, I said like the last five or six years, like it was either DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones, right? Like, like there wasn't any other player you'd rather have. Yeah, so, I mean, and like I said, they probably have a couple of good years left. I mean, just if they have a lot of years left with them. I was just curious about that. But but you take Josh Allen, huh? Yeah. I, 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 I love the man. And is, is there any thought process of you that thought Joe Burrow? I mean, he, he, he made a – he led him to the Super Bowl this year. Is there a part of you that, like, thinks – Joe Burrow's, I mean, could be the next big deal, or like, why? Why don't you pick? I Joe wanted, Burrow? I wanted to take Joe Burrow, but I, I don't want to sell myself on a quarterback who's only played two seasons and one full season. Like, I don't know. Here's the thing: I, I love Joe Burrow, and I want him to be like the best player ever. Don't get me wrong, but like, I, I just, I'm just not all the way convinced that he's like a franchise quarterback after one full year. Yeah. And he was great. I mean, I, I mean. I mean, like you look at his numbers and you know all the advanced metrics, and he had a he had an awesome year. I mean, not quite MVP caliber, but it, it was it was it was close to an MVP caliber season. Honestly, if if he if he had the volume, it, it could have been an MVP caliber season if he could have kept the same trend if he had if he had more throws. But yeah, I just not I'm just not quite there yet. And I think and I and 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 I think Josh Allen has kind of proven that he can work with no line and no run game, with relatively limited weapons. We got Stefan Diggs over there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I mean, Diggs is great, but I mean, outside of Diggs, like I said, they have no running game and no offensive line. So I mean, I, so like I know that he would work with no matter who I put around him. So that's just kind of who that I would take at quarterback because he's still young. You still have twelve to thirteen years at least of Josh Allen left. It's not like you're going with someone like. Uh, you know, like Matt Stafford, who, you know, has maybe five or six good years left, maybe, you know, someone like, someone like Russell Wilson, who probably has five or six good years left, you know, I kind of wanted to take someone who I know I'd have for a significant amount of time, <laughs> but who also wasn't too young that I, that I'm, I'm not sold on there. Cause like, like, honestly, with, like, I'm kind of with you. I, I think I take Herbert before Burrow just because I, I, I think I've seen more of him. And he's and he's been consistent. Yeah. Okay. Now this will be my last question. Then we can move on from this one. Um, 
Which which young coach? And I just say young. When I say young, I don't mean like thirty three. You know, like some of these coaches. But like, what like what young coach? Including like a Bill Belichick who is old as crap. And so like, what coach are you taking to lead this team in Sean the McVay. next ten years? Sean McVay. I'm not even gonna think about that. Sean McVay. Yeah, see, I, I'd agree too. I mean, I don't think that that's that much. I mean, I mean, Shanahan's led the 49ers to some really good seasons here too. <clears throat> but I it's mean, like besides McVay, Shanahan, like maybe Cliff Kingsbury, maybe I like. I'm I'm not really convinced he's a good coach yet, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, who are some of the other young guys I can think of off the top of my head? Oh, uh, Lafleur. I'd go with Lafleur. I think probably right after McVay. You know, and uh, he hasn't had a chance or anything yet, and I hope he proves it here. But I'm I'm kind of curious what Josh McDaniels is going to do here, because I, I I think Josh McDaniels is a, is a is a great coach. Um, clearly, you know I love him. I mean, you know why? But I mean, he has a great Raiders team coming. He's Devonte Adams going there. Tough division, but like. I hope he settles into a job there and really sells it because I mean, he's a great play caller and st- and I think he has a good offense to be a good play caller for that offense. So, I yeah, I, Josh McDaniels. I mean, not Josh McDaniels. Um, Sean McVay for sure. But we're both agreeing on that. I just just had to ask a quick question: Who you at taking the lead that team? But well, Jacob, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition to the NBA here. Here about the same question too, which it's not gonna be three people. I just wanna say. Young talent in the NBA. What two people are you taking? Just two. I'm not. We're not creating a super team with three. Which two people are you taking to lead your team? I I know for a fact we're going to agree on the one of them because we both agree that the one young guy who I know you're going to say we think is one of the best players in the NBA, maybe top three, top five. Yeah, uh, my two guys are going to be Luca and and Giannis. Definitely Giannis, because I know I needed a big guy, and it was between him or Embiid, and I'm just, and Giannis is just better. So I'm going to take Giannis. Giannis, and what? I think I think I think Giannis and uh, and Luca would be who I would forge the future with. How old is Giannis? Isn't he almost getting to his thirties now? He's only twenty seven or twenty eight. He's not old. He's still got like six, six, seven years left of. Well, and the thing is about the way the NBA and NFL, even like these professional sports, all these players have all this money that they're taking care of. People are playing longer. I could see like Giannis. I'm not saying being the LeBron. Giannis is only 27. Like, and the thing about Giannis though, if he wants to sustain his greatness for as long as LeBron does. He has to shoot the ball a lot better, which he has. He's like from two, three years ago, he can shoot the ball ball a lot better. But he needs to get to that point where he can, because his athleticism when he gets to LeBron's age, LeBron's still athletic as hell, but not as much as he has been. LeBron's still one of the most athletic players in the league, but the injuries catch up to him. Like he only played what forty some games this year. I mean, I mean Giannis. 40, I, mean, I mean, like Giannis can be on a very similar career path as like Michael Jordan was, because Michael Jordan. I mean, he had a jumper, but he didn't really have a jumper when he first got to the league. He was just a freak athlete, and he just and he just he was just he was just in the he was just around the rim all the time. And then as he got older, he was a better shooter. I mean, like like Michael Jordan was never a great three point shooter. He had a great mid range game though. So I mean, like like Giannis doesn't have to be good at threes. Like if he can just be able to stretch it out, 
and unlike Westbrook, like force people to guard him from like the free throw line. Like he'll be he'll be okay. I mean, and and, and he's not going to lose his athleticism for four or five more years. So I mean, oh no, he'll be sure good not. in that regard. But like I said, I mean, like if he wants to play and and be you know an All NBA kind of player until he's thirty seven, he's going to have to develop his jumper a little more. And like you said, it's it 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 has improved significantly from when you know, especially like three or four years ago when he was. Literally the worst jump shooter in the league. If you look at you know like advanced shooting metrics, he was the worst jump shooter in the league for like three straight years. But he was still scoring thirty oh. points a game because, like I said, like you just can't keep him out of the you just can't keep him out of the lane. Oh yeah, and you know what? I, I like your pick, but I'm gonna go a little younger because in my head, I know, like I said, twenty seven Giannis, especially the now is definitely still young in the league. I, I'm gonna go even younger for you, clearly Luca. I mean, how can you not have Luca? I mean, people can argue right now. Honestly, I'll ask you a question after this is done too. But like, Luca's definitely in there. And then my next player is John Morant. I want John Morant and Luca on the same team. Like, I think that'd be absolutely nuts. And if I had to pick two people right now, like, kind of younger talent to lead to lead my team for the next however many years, it would definitely be those two. I mean, John Morant is a freak athlete, and he can shoot. Shoot the ball decent. I mean, he's a freak athlete. I mean, I told you this when the draft happened. I thought he was going to be a bust. Man, was I will eat my words there. I was wrong, and you you thought he was going to be a dude. I really liked him. You really liked him. I was not all for John Morant. I'll eat my words right now on this show that I was wrong. I was completely wrong about John Morant. He is un, unreal. I mean, he's 22 years old. Luca is, let me see here. He's 23. I mean, 22-year-old, 23-year-old. Those two, for how young they are, they're going to be – I mean, Giannis is going to be is the now, I would like to say, probably the face of the league. But once Giannis gets up the age, I mean, Luca and John Morant will be up there too. I'd like to take those two on my team. But just saying that, Jacob, I mean, I talk about Giannis and I talk about best player right now. Who are you telling me is the best player in the NBA right now? The best player. Giannis. I think Giannis. It's Giannis. Give me top three. Giannis. You don't, gonna, you don't have to give me. You don't have to give me number two or number three. They're I'm, they're tied. I'm gonna go with Giannis, Luka Doncic, and right now I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the Joker at three. And oh, Embiid and Embiid a close four. A really close four. <laughs> You could argue Embiid is the best player in the league, honestly. Like, I, I think, like, I, like, I, I think at this point in the NBA, it's so close between no, like it, all it, those guys. Oh, it is. And the thing is, is like, I, you could, I, you could probably, argue, I would like to say Giannis is the best player in the league right now too. But like, you could tell me any of the other players, and I could be like, oh, I, I have no problem with you putting him at number one. I definitely have Giannis in the top. I'm not. I don't know who I want to say is top one, like the number one. If I had to lean towards anyone, it would be Giannis. But, like, Giannis, Luka, and then, man, the Joker's good. But I still firmly believe, even with his KD, I, I mean, I, I'd want KD on my team. KD is so good. I'm not going to say Joker. I'm saying KD in the top three right there. And But the thing is, even number three, you can throw so many people in there for that. Honestly, I mean, you said you could, there, there's like five or six dudes who, if you if you told me that you thought they were the best player in the league, I I wouldn't call you stupid. I mean, Luca. I mean, I know Joker is Joker is just 
nasty. And, and he, he doesn't even look like a guy that'd be that good, but holy crap, man. he's He can do it all. I mean, Luca right now is averaging 28, 9, and 8. 28 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Like, and almost 9 assists. Like, he's almost averaging a triple-double. Like, that dude is... That's ludicrous. And, you know, curious thing about it. There was the other day in an interview, but, you know, you see all those players say it. They're like, Steph's like, oh, Steph the other day is like, oh, you know, I'd like to play with LeBron, you know. It'd be kind of interesting after if after next year when LeBron's contract entered, wouldn't it be kind of crazy? He's like, oh, I'm going to go play for the Warriors with Steph and Clay. I don't think that would happen, but. I, don't I think know. that'd be a perfect. I don't I think, think they can be a good afford move. it, but be a good move for I LeBron. So. If you, I don't be a good move for LeBron if you wanted to win a if you wanted to win a title. But I, I don't know if they're going to win a title in two years though. I mean, Steph's going to be getting old. Clay's getting old. Well, but I mean that'd be kind of towards the end of Clay and Steph and their probably their major prime and stuff like that. Like you and, might be looking at the exact same thing that's happening with the Lakers right now, as you, you you throw all these old guys on the same team because they used to be awesome, and then it just doesn't work. I saw a tweet today, and I guess I don't know how true it is, but it showed a picture of, like, Michael Jordan's, like, last championship year, and, like, all of them were, like, over 30 years old. And it's just, like, it was, like, oh, Michael Jordan this year, this, this old Scotty Pippen. I don't remember the ages, and it's just, like, it probably equal to about the same amount of, like, age, like, if you averaged them, the same age as the Lakers. And, like, you know, clearly the Bulls were the Bulls at that point, but it's, it's just crazy to think that, and... Well, because I didn't even realize until the, I I thought um, AD was older than that, but AD's going to that 30? picture. Anthony Davis, according to the, according to that thing uh, that I saw, it said he was twenty eight. I'm looking it up right now. Anthony Davis, twenty nine years old. He's twenty nine. I was gonna say, I mean, that one surprised me because he was on like because he was on like that 2011-12 Kentucky team that won the title, and that was ten years ago. But he would have been nineteen. It's just. I mean, he dominated the league. I don't think Anthony Davis. I mean, he's probably a top few player in his prime, but like he's been so injured, injury prone and stuff these last couple of years. Like I just don't have that much. I, I, mean, I think he's I gone, mean, he's gone. Ever since that first year at the Lakers, he's gone downhill so much. And like I know we've talked about we've talked about Lakers so much, but I I don't know. Lakers need to move on. They got to figure something out, and I think it involves moving Anthony Davis's. You said he just but, he just can't stay healthy. I mean, it's. He said, I mean, he's great. I mean, he said, I mean, I mean, Colin Cowherd going into last year had him as 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 his best player in the NBA, which I honestly didn't think was crazy. But you can be as great as you want when you're healthy, but if you're only going to play twenty games a season, yeah, you're, you're not well, really of great use there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Um, but. No, I was just kind of curious. I mean, Giannis, he's the best player. I'm, I'm kind of – it's like – last year's playoffs, I mean, it turned out being um, Suns versus the Bucks, which – but, I mean, I feel like that was like the first year of like people not – oh, LeBron's not going to be the champion. The Warriors aren't going to be the champion. I, I think it's like the same play. I feel like it was like the first playoffs in a long time that people like, oh, someone else besides LeBron or the Warriors is – or, you know, or these top players are going to be competing for a championship. It's just kind of cool to see that's like – I feel like right now in the league, we were in so many years there of super teams. Like, I don't think there's there's not really any super teams out. I mean, you can argue the Nets, but, like, I feel like we're finally getting back to the NBA where it's, like, not complete super teams. Yeah, you got two top players on a team, but, like, you don't have, like, super teams 
like leading their team through the playoffs and like you know the season anymore. And I, I I like that. I like that NBA a lot better than what it has been for the past ten years. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of think Kawhi kind of broke that when he won his title with Toronto. Which listen, I as much as I hated to see it because of Kawhi, uh, like that was like like I think that was a great title just for the NBA, just because it's like yeah, you know Kawhi and Kyle Lowry. You know, Fred and Fred Van Vliet, like that, and 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 a young Pascal Siakam, right? Like it was like, that's not a crew, that's gonna win a title every year, you know. But it was, but and, it was LeBron's first year out of the East. They got lucky, and KD and uh, KD and uh, Clay were hurt. The, they say the Warriors were injured, and Steph Curry still took them to six games by himself. You know, I mean, it was. Yeah, no, I, I, I and that's in that that broke it. I, like you said, I think it was a lucky. Not saying lucky, they they deserved it. They had a really good team there, but like I mean, a lot of things fell in place for them. And also that Kawhi Leonard three against the Sixers in Game Seven, you know, that fell for him too. But also think last year with the Bucks winning it too, really helped it out. Like I, I don't, and and clearly if a super team formed with like say Luca and all these good players, clearly that team is going to be favored again. We might see that again, but right now that's not the fact, and I, I love to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, this year the best team in the NBA is, I mean, their their big three is a 37 year old point guard and two guys still on the rookie contracts. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be in, it'd be interesting what happens to the Suns when I, th- I think Devin Booker's, I think he's gonna stay. I feel like he, I feel like he's a he'll sign with the Suns. Then after his contract ends there, you know, that might be a thing where he might end up moving or try to make moves, but but. Well, Jacob, I had to ask you a question. I, I just one last quick, quick question for you, and deals with the MLB. MLB today, opening day. Great to see baseball is back after the whole big lockout that they had. And my only question to you, Jacob, is this: is that it's not going to be anything about the season, about who is going to win it all, you know, who's the favorites? Because I feel like baseball is always kind of open. We don't. I feel like we don't even know until halfway through the season who the favorite is. Even after that point teams come up i mean cardinals last year they had a hell of a end of a season where they came back and they just got unfortunate in the getting place where they did in, in the um playoffs because what the cardinals and giants played each other first round last year who were probably one of the top two teams in their their side yeah, but it's um, just unlucky <laughs> but my, my, my question to you is and the big thing about lb is who who can pay the players the most? I mean, clearly you think the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees, the Red Sox. You know, teams like those teams who can pay players because they have a huge payroll. Do you do you think? And I, I I think I know the answer, and everyone knows the answer. Like, can these teams who have these low payrolls, can they become a dynasty? I mean, you, every now and then, these these teams in the lower payrolls they get good good up and coming players. They have a good roster, but after their contracts stuff end up, they end up going to a big market team like the Yankees, the Red Sox, or something like that. Do you think at any point like these teams can make a dynasty, or maybe maybe their owners stop being cheap and you know start paying players? Like, do you, do you think that can happen? Um. So yes and no. I mean, if you consider being able to put four or five good years together like a short dynasty then yes but like if we're talking dominance over 10 to 20 seasons then no i mean like i said I'm, i mean like the rays have put together a few really good seasons they haven't won one yet but i mean they're one of the lower teams on the payroll and they've been successful the last three or four years 
the Royals won one. Um, I said, I'm, I mean, I mean, back in the early 2000s, I mean, everyone knows about Moneyball. I mean, the nice thing about these, you know, you know, I mean, the fact that, I mean, uh, a lot of people complain that math is kind of taking over the MLB. Like, there's so much, there's so many advanced metrics and stuff. Like, I mean, like, these teams with lower payrolls can kind of find some gems, you know, where they're like on the surface, they don't look great, but they're cheap and, you know, they have good advanced metrics. So, I mean, I definitely don't think it's impossible to, you know, put, you know, win a couple World Series in three, four or five years. But I mean, it's, it's, it's much more difficult. Like, are the Yankees or the Dodgers more likely to win two of the next three than the Orioles? I mean, for sure. Or the Rays, you know, or, or, the, or Kansas City, or the Pirates, you know, all those teams that have the really low payrolls. So, I mean, I'm going to, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm going to say yes and no. But like I said, I mean, they, they just can't sustain, you know, success if they're not going to be willing to increase their payroll. There's actually a bit of a movement right now in the MLB fan base to get some teams like the Marlins, the A's, who are literally just trading away guys because they don't want to pay them. And they're only just thinking about, you know, the bottom line. You know, there's a movement to try to get them to force them to sell their teams to someone who's willing to put together a competitive roster. So that's just kind of my thought on that. Okay, and like I kind of the same thought. Like I feel like some of these lower teams can put put together four or five strong seasons and stuff like that. But I mean, I mean it's it's been the history of baseball forever. I mean, you're always gonna see the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. I mean, these teams that are going to always compete because they have the payroll for it and they're gonna pay players. And that's one thing the MLB. There's no salary cap and stuff like that. So like they can just pay their players however much they want and it's, it's kind of ridiculous to see how some of these players get paid and it's not like the nfl and nba where it's like oh, we're gonna get signed we're gonna pay someone a max contract and this and that and next thing you know you don't have you know the salary to pay other players because as long as, long as the people up top are willing to pay they're gonna pay for as, as many top players and all that that they want and it's just kind of crazy to to see i mean the thing is in, in a ten-year span, we're going to see five, five, four of the you know World Series champions being one of the top payroll teams, and then the other ones we'll see kind of people in the middle, like the Astros, you know, the Jays, Cardinals, Giants, and then we'll then every now and then we'll see the teams, you know, like the Rays, the Royals, but like these teams like the Baltimore Orioles, who their payroll is forty-one million dollars and the top team being the Dodgers who is 285 million dollars like you can't it's hard to compete with a team who has a payroll that higher than you and or I don't remember the last time Orioles have been good like these other teams like Cleveland Guardians the Indians whatever you want to say they were good a couple years there for a while I mean the at you know the Rays the Royals Diamondbacks like you know these teams have their years but like I don't remember the last time like the Orioles have had a good season, and it's just it's just hard to compete against teams that have the payroll to pay players. I mean, the nice thing with the Orioles is that the Orioles actually have like a, de- a decent farm right now. They have the best prospect, uh, Adley Rutschman. He's a, he's a catcher. I mean, that's the only way these guys can compete is, is their farms have to be good. You know, and those yeah. players. I mean, it's it's. It's kind of like the NFL and having a quarterback on the rookie contract. Like you know, the Nationals a couple of years. You know, they had they had Juan Soto. You know, when they won it, you know, on a cheap contract. 
you know, I mean, in all these teams, uh, and, and then like right now, like the Rays have Wander Franco coming up. Like it's 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 really important to have these really good young guys in your farm who are going to be cheap. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And you know, let's think about baseball. These teams will always be good. I mean, you say you can say the same thing about like NBA, like the Lakers, the the Celtics. Yeah, they might have a couple of down years, but they're always going to be good because they're a hot market team. Everyone everyone wants to go there, but that's because they want to go there. It, it's just. It's just crazy. I'd love to see some of these lower team teams, like, like I said, Cleveland, Baltimore, Oakland, Pittsburgh, the Rays. Like, I, I like to see just you know five year span of them just dominating, and then you know clearly after the five years, they're not going to be able to pay their players and they they leave. But I, I just had to ask you that question because I feel like MLB that's what it is. It's whoever can pay the player the most money, and sometimes the team pays the player a lot of money, but I mean it doesn't necessarily. Pano, I mean, like the Phillies are, I mean, the Phillies contract. I say, I mean, the the Phillies um hired you know paid Bryce Harper, but since Bryce Harper's been there, they haven't done anything. I mean, Bryce Harper's had last year had a freaking hell of a year, but you know, nothing comes out of it. But I, I just had to ask you with baseball starting today. I kind of want to ask you that question. I mean, we'll probably get into it more when the baseball season continues, and halfway through the season, we'll probably get into it more about who's a favorite and you know, MVP votes and stuff like that. But I said, I kind of ask you that question, but I, I think that probably concludes our episode for today. Um, ha- had a lot of kind of random stuff, masters going on. Hopefully next week we'll probably have one show, talk a lot about the masters, maybe co- opening days. Hopefully there's some random things that come up. We have the NFL draft coming up too. So ha- have some stuff to talk about. And then you know, it might slow down for us. I mean, we'll, we'll, me and you are definitely have to watch a lot more baseball and stuff in these upcoming. And but we'll have the NBA playoffs for a while there too. So, yeah, I think but, it'll be a it'll be a good time. Yeah, but I'll say thank you guys for listening for th- those who are, and yeah, we'll see you next week.